That was a life-changing moment for me as I realized I never have to sell anything. I just have to solve a problem that a person hasn't been able to solve. And if I can solve their problem, then we both win. And I thought, man, that's it. And so that's what really launched me. I got phenomenal results and you know, and I was off and running. Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of marketingboost.com, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs, growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business. Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Torres. And we'll bring bringing you expert advice and ideas and business success stories to empower you and inspire you to grow. Today, we've got an incredible guest with uh, you wait till you hear some of his stories here on how to grow and how to be successful and to show that anybody can do it. Dennis Dowdell, we'll be talking to him in just a moment here. Dennis has a fantastic story of starting from driving a school bus and his, his, his idea here is to show you that if he could do it, anybody can build it. It's not that hard to be successful, says Dennis. He went from, a, from driving a school bus to learning and developing the skills and the attitude needed to build a team of over 250,000 people worldwide. He's uh, been sharing his unique presentation of timeless principles of over four, in over 40 years to diversified cultures in, cultures in more than 50 countries, with, obviously with all different economic groups and spiritual backgrounds. And he's written a book called Maximizing You, Stand on the Shoulder of Giants. So Dennis, welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. Say hello. Uh, Marco, thanks so much for having me on. What a, a great uh, opportunity of just uh, having learned more about you and what you're doing and, and uh, just an opportunity just to uh, encourage people and uh, help them get to the next step, the next level, keep them pointed in the right direction. And, and, uh, and it's exciting because, you know, the, the future is, is out there for us. And, and especially in times like this, I think, you know, sometimes people think, you know, the hard times are, you know, when you just try to survive, but uh, really, you know, in the hard times, it, it's prime time to thrive because the need is great. And when the need is great and you meet the need, then you can grow. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for being here. And, you know, I, uh, so your, much of your background is in building a huge network marketing or multi-level marketing business with one of the you know, early founders of multi-level marketing, uh, Herbal Life. Is that correct? You've been with them for 40 years now in a couple of weeks, I understand. Yeah, actually, it'll be uh, 43 years in a couple of weeks and um, had the opportunity to get started. The company was only four months old. Uh, it was the founder of the company, Mark Hughes, who was the gentleman who actually recruited me. Wow, and, um, way back. Okay. Yeah, it was way back. So, so uh, you know, I've had the, the privilege and the honor of being able to uh, see the whole ride, uh, all the ups and downs and the ins and outs and, and all the different things. But uh, what an experience. Uh, I mean, talk about a, 
a, a university degree. I've got my PhD and, and uh, going through all the ups and downs and still coming out on top, uh, fortunately, because I had some uh, very powerful and successful men uh, coach me and mentor me. And, and I just learned to uh, follow the plan, you know, do what they said. And it, uh, and it really is amazing to see it, how, how it's worked out for me. No doubt. I mean, I was, uh, got in well, Amway. I, I was an Amway distributor probably back around the same time, 40 some odd years ago, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know the, I don't remember exactly when at this point, I'd have to look it up, but, but, uh, I had some successes in that. I built a, you know, a couple of thousand distributors throughout the U S Puerto Rico, wow, okay. Mexico, and, uh, did that for many years. It was an incredibly learning experience. I still think to this day, Network marketing is probably one of the easy, you know, not the easiest, but one of the uh, opportunities to get in business for yourself and learn how to grow a business without a huge investment and uh, uh, move along, you know, and start building a your own growing yourself, you know, in, in all businesses, you need to grow as a person first. And yes. that's one thing I've found that the, the network marketing with the right team members around you, the, the leadership roles to look up to can really grow you as a person, help you with the mindset required. And, uh, and, and then you start seeing if you build it right and continue, you, you know, you're seeing some huge successes in life. Dennis, tell us more about your, your transition from the bus driver to the successful machine you are today. And then we'll roll into uh, some of your new ventures that I understand you're doing. Great, thanks. Well, well, you know, I mean, I had uh, I, I wasn't that smart in school. Uh, graduated from high school with a 1.78 uh, grade point average. Went to college, passed on probation. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I did make it through. You know, and it's just because I committed to make it through. Uh, but I, I made it through on the skin of my teeth. I, I graduated from college with a 1.98. Uh, great point average. So I did improve, but just not that much, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and so I, I would had, had thought, you know, uh, before I get into a career, I, I didn't want to just get a job. My thinking was, is I wanted to get involved with uh, a career that I could stay with for the rest of my life. And, uh, and so I, I learned early on to to make a reversible decisions quickly, irreversible decisions slowly. And with my commitment and the loyalty that I have, when I get involved with something, uh, you know, you make the, uh, those decisions slowly and thoughtfully. And, and, um, and I was coming up on my 30th birthday and I thought, you know, I better get on with this. You know, I, I drove a school bus just to kind of get me by, you know, I had off during the middle of the day so I could, you know, go to interviews. And, and I worked with college kids at the time. So it allowed me to, you know, work with college kids on the campuses. And, um, but when I was coming up in that 30th birthday, I thought, you know, driving a bus isn't giving me the lifestyle I want. I better get on and make a decision. And so I really put a concerted effort into searching and I stumbled across this uh, ad and a newspaper that tells you how long ago it was. And uh, went up for what I thought was a one-on-one -on -one interview with a startup company. I didn't realize that at the time, but I go up there and instead of this one-on-one -on -one interview, I get thrown in this uh, presentation with 70 other people in a room that was big enough for 40. And, and I'm wondering what, you know, what am I doing here, you know? And uh, 
So, you know, they, they talked about the products and that made sense to me, you know, okay, because it talked about nutrition, it talked about uh, energy and such. And I figured, okay, everybody wants uh, to be healthy. Everybody wants, a lot of people need to lose weight and everybody wants energy. So, okay, that makes sense, right? Then they started drawing squares and circles on the board. And I thought, oh, God, is this some kind of sales? That's it. I said, I'm out of here, you know, and had it not been so crowded in there, I would have left, you know, fortunately for me, it was crowded and I couldn't get out, right? Because at the end of that presentation, the president of the founder of the company got up and he said the two things that I was looking for. What I wanted in a career is I, I wanted, number one, I wanted to be able to make a difference for people. Uh, number two, I wanted to be able to travel the world. Okay, now driving a school bus, I just traveled around town, you know, and, uh, you know, with that type of income, there wasn't much of a difference I could make, you know. So uh, anyway, so I'm looking at this thing and, and he says, here, gang, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go customer by customer, city by city, state by state, country by country, and we're going around the world and make a difference with everybody we encounter. And I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, make a difference, uh, travel the world. And so my ears opened back up again, see, because he hit my, he hit my need, he hit my desire. And so when, when, when he brought that back up, I had to listen. I said, okay, I got a friend of mine who needs to lose some weight, I'll have them try it. And uh, because see, I didn't think I needed it. And, you know, the product, because I was already healthy. I mean, I was, you know, 30 years old, healthy, worked out, that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, I, I go home where I'm living in a house with six guys. Uh, my roommate wants to get on the product. His girlfriend wants to get on the product. Her roommate wants to get on the product. Her girlfriend wants to get on the product. That girl's dad gets on the product. I said, dang, people really want this stuff. And what I discovered, and Mark taught me my first big lesson. He knew I worked with college kids. And he said, Denny, he says, what do you do with these college kids? And I said, well, I said, I just kind of work with them and help them, you know, deal with issues and problems that they come up with. And he says, well, do any of them have uh, weight problems? I said, Mark, have you never heard of the freshman 15, the freshman 30? Of course they have weight problems, you know? And he said, well, what about financial problems? And I said, Mark, they're in college. <laughs> what college kids doesn't have financial problems, you know? Right. And he said, good. He said, now you have two more problems to solve. And you know, Marco, the penny dropped. That was a life-changing moment for me because what hit is I realized I never have to sell anything. I just have to solve a problem that a person hasn't been able to up to that point in time in their life been able to solve. And if I can solve their problem, then we both win. Exactly. And I thought, man, that's it. So from that point on, I thought, man, tell me the problem, I'll give you my solution. You know, you don't like my solution. You keep your problem. I keep my product. We're both happy. <laughs> I just, you know, in other words, what it did, it took all the pressure away. And what it did is it, it, it emphasized the thing that I wanted to be able to do. And that was, listen, I just want to be able to make a difference for you. If I can, great. If I can't, great. You know, find someone who will. And so that's what really launched me. And, you know, and I, I got on the product. I got phenomenal results. And, um, and, you know, and I was off and running. And I mean, it was just uh, absolutely amazing. And literally, I feel like I've never sold product in my life. I've just listened to people, paid attention to what they need, and, uh, and then tried to solve the problem. And, you know, Jim Rohn said, you know, he said, listen, he said, uh, find the need and fill it. And he said, if you help enough people get what they want, then you get everything that you want. And, and that's exactly 
what I was able to do. And that's what made it work so well for me. And, it, and it, there was no pressure sales or, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people never got that because they knew I didn't care if they got the product or joined the program or not. They only knew that I was there to help them solve a problem they have up to that point in time not been able to solve. And, and, and that would help fulfill their purpose and my purpose. And that's the key. It really is. Thank, thanks for, for pointing it out so simply. Many, many an entrepreneur that's listening, I know I've met people, they, they, they get in business, but they fear sales. And of course, we're all in sales, whether we want to believe it or not. That's we're, right. You know, we're either selling our, our, our ourself, buying. our personal brand, you're selling your credibility, you're selling, you know, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, a dentist, you're selling something, you're selling yourself. But, but to break it down, as you say, and it's not the first time I've heard it, obviously, but uh, the way you, you know, justified or, or, or sold yourself on it is, okay, I don't have to be in sales. I am solving a problem and then to solve the problem. If I can solve a problem for you, great. If not, that's okay too. And you, that way you don't have to be, you know, have the stigma of rejection. The rejection is not to you. The rejection is to your solution <laughs> is not the, the, you're not solving the problem for that particular prospect or client. So if you're not the perfect, you know, if your solution is not the perfect answer, then okay, no problem. Next, move on to somebody else. And if you don't have to take or let that that rejection in sales, because that'll bring anybody down. I've been in sales most of my life. And, you know, it, it, when you get those rejections over and over, you know, which are going to come, uh, then if you do take them personally, shoot, you got your, you know, you're, you're going to be down. Speaking of that, like we, like we were talking about before we went live, uh, as a as an entrepreneur, one of the things that I think many of us don't realize is as an entrepreneur, you're likely don't have many people around you patting you on the back or celebrating your successes. So I keep a little bell on my desk here so I can celebrate my little successes during the day. Anything that goes right. Yes, I got one more success for the day. We're moving in the right <laughs> direction. And I'm patting myself on the back along the way daily or weekly, which uh, otherwise you're by yourself. And many of us in these days after COVID, you know, we're, we're, we're working from home and we're, you know, you're spending 10, 12 hours a day on your desk, banging away and trying to build your business. And the uh, whatever negatives come your way can really begin to add up if you're not finding ways we talked about earlier let's talk about your solutions for that Dennis I liked how you talked about uh, making sure you're keeping track of your daily successes well you know I, and, and Mark what you're talking about here is so vital um, you know and especially in the beginning you know because you know initially you know and, and I'll just tell you you know when when I first got started just to kind of I mean, just to validate what you're talking about I I, I think you know gee mom and dad man I mean this would be great for them you know because I mean they you know, this would, you know, they're people persons and all this kind of stuff. So I go down and, and explain to them and they needed to, you know, they needed to lose some weight and energy too. So, you know, so I go down to see and talk to my mom. My mom looks at me and she just goes, oh, Dennis. Oh, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Don't you know those things don't work? <laughs> she says, you need to get a real job. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> and, um, and I'm thinking, well, gosh, mommy, I don't know, because a couple of my friends had already gotten results, right? 
I said, well, I don't know, mom. I said, you know, people really seem to want this stuff and they know they're, they're getting results. You know, I, I don't know. And so anyway, now my mom wasn't trying to discourage me. You got to keep that, understand that. She wasn't trying to discourage me. She was trying to protect me because she had been involved in similar type of uh, opportunities that didn't work for her. So she was trying to save me the failure, right? But I go home and I, I'd lost 23 pounds and two inches from my waist in about three weeks, go back down to see my mom. And I walk in and I say, you know, hey mom, how's it going? You know, and she says, oh my God, what happened to you? And I said, well, you know, that's just that stuff I was telling you about, you know? And I said, so what, so what have you guys been doing, man? And she said, well, no, no, no. She said, well, tell, tell me about this stuff. She said, I said, oh, mom, come on, you know, these things, these things don't work. I'm looking for a real job. She said, I don't care what you're doing. Give me that stuff, you know? <laughs> and you, so, you know, you see what I'm saying? In other words, so you, you're going to get that. My, my friends, my roommates, you know, they looked at me and they said, Dowdell, he says, what, what are you doing? Dowdell, you, you hate sales. You hate sales and now you're going to sell skinny powder? Are you crazy? Right? They thought I'd lost it, you know? And they're telling, and really, they weren't against me either. They're just trying to appeal to what they knew about me. And they said, Dennis, you know, you're logical, you're reasonable. I said, come on, you, you know, think about this thing, right? So, you know, it's just the way it kind of goes, you know? But the thing is, is when you just move forward and you, and you let it prove itself, right? Uh, and then and then it just happened. It started happening piece by piece. So each of these different things, you know, as they happen, and I learned over the years to just keep a, I call it a positive progress list. I like your idea of the bell, though. You have the bell for the dailies, right? And then the list for the, you know, the weeklies or what. But, but yeah, it's just, it's real good because, listen, nobody succeeds like this, okay? I've never seen it in all my years, you know? I mean, they may go like this for a while, but let, trust me. This is coming, okay? What goes up will come down, all right? Because it's got to balance itself out. It's got to, we have to adjust. And so you go through the ups and downs. And so when you're going through the downs uh, and, and it's hard, and you run through a hard times and the circumstances seem to be running against you, you know, you just go to that positive progress list and you look through and say, oh yeah, I've encountered something like this before. Okay, yeah, I, I, I did this. I overcame this. I made this happen. And then, then you see all the things that you've done. And so, like you said, maybe you don't have friends or family or whatever are going to be encouraging you, but you can encourage yourself by the little things that you've accomplished. And, and when you do that, then that just gives you that little extra to keep going that next step and, uh, you know, get you over the ne that next hump. And it works. Folks, we'll be right back after we hear from a sponsor from Marketing Boost. But I want to remind everybody we're talking to Dennis, who's built an organization of over 250,000 people worldwide in 50 countries around the world. And he'll be right back with we'll be right back with more from his success story. It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solution Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now. Welcome back. We're here talking with Dennis Dowdell about success in uh, in life in general. He's written a book now with over 40 principles, sharing a unique presentation of timeless principles for over 40 years. Uh, so 
Dennis, how would you describe or define success to get started with? Well, you know, I, I think it's a great question. And, you know, there's, uh, there's probably as many definitions as there are people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there, there's one definition that I love, uh, you know, a couple. On. One is success is living your life according to your values. And whatever you do, whether it's, you know, grandioso or whether it's just a, a regular deal, if you live the life according to your values and you maintain those, and whatever you do, to me, I think that's being very successful. But in the business world, I like to say that success isn't what you do, but success is what others do as a result of what you do. And, and, and that's, that's my prize. That, that's how I measure my success. Listen, what I've done and what I've accomplished is simply by me just applying the principles that I've learned throughout my life and, and, and that, because the principles work. Right. But when I can, you know, transfer that to somebody else, not only does it expand the legacy, but it expands the impact. And so, you know, uh, when I look at, you know, my team, you know, I mean, uh, I've got, uh, you know, uh, you know, 275 people who are in the top 1% of our company. And, uh, you know, I've got nine people who are in the top, you know, uh, 10% of that 1%. And I've got two people who are in the top 50% of uh, that percentage. So in other words, some major people, right? But, you know, in order to get that, you know, uh, you know, you got to go through a lot of people. But when I look at that, and people ask me about that. You know, I say, you know, I said, the thing that's effective is I, I follow the principles to, to become the example. And I made it clear enough and I was able to encourage and teach them so that they could accomplish the same thing. So my success are those people. That's how I measure it. It's not what I've done. It's watching what they have done because the bulk of the impact has come through them, not through me. I taught five. They taught a whole bunch more. Okay? Right, right. And, and, and so that's been the, the, the element. And so I think that's really where success, success is uh, the, really, it's the impact that you've made on other people. I like that description. What's the most difficult situation that uh, you've had to deal with uh, after achieving that success? What would you say in your lifetime has been one of the biggest challenges that you've had along, the, along over the years? Well, uh, that's a great question. And, and I'm really glad you asked that because, you know, uh, again, like I was saying before, you know, success isn't this, you know, success is one of these type of things, you know, and for some of us, it's kind of like one of these things. It's like a, <laughs> you know, kind of, um, but uh, yeah, you know, so we've got to learn to, you know, to deal with the ups and the downs. And, um, you know, when you, uh, I mean, for me, in, in uh, one of my first great challenges came back in 1985 just about five years after, you know, I'd uh, gotten involved with the company and my business was skyrocketing and, and uh, was growing just, I mean, it was growing like, you know, eight, 10, 12, 15% per month for almost a year straight. Wow. And uh, I mean, so it was really phenomenal to watch and see what, uh, you know, what took place. And so, uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, you know, with all that success, I went out I bought my first million dollar home. Okay. It's actually my first home period. And so I, I, I went and I get, uh, I buy my, my home. I close escrow 
uh, on the uh, on the first of March, 1985, and, yeah. and and that's back when the interest rate was 17 and a quarter percent. <laughs> so you know, knowing like we got today, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this is it's not too bad here, right? So uh, so I closed escrow on the first. Okay, my mortgage. I had a first, second, and third. My first on my uh, property was over $10,000 per month, just for the first alone, right? And on the 8th of March, our company was attacked. We were attacked by the, uh, basically it was the pharmaceutical industry went to the uh, AMA and the AMA went to the FDA and they said, oh, your products are bad and your products are causing all these different things. And, you know, they just made up all kinds of different things, you know, you know, it's gonna grow you two left arms. I mean, it was crazy, right? So, <laughs> so my business went uh, down in two months. My income dropped 86% in two months. And that was eight days after my, uh, I closed the escrow on that mortgage. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, the, the question is, is when we run into those situations and circumstances that are beyond our control, you know, uh, this, this is when you find out what do you really believe? Okay. Do you really believe in what you're doing? Do you really believe in your cause? You see? And, uh, and so what I've learned is when things go awry, when the circumstances, you know, change and the situations change, the key factor in getting past all of this is to take a look at what hasn't changed. See, that's the vital part. So when, when that happened to me, I could, okay, um, all the outside circumstances out of my control, uh, you know, I can't do anything about that. What can I do something about? I, I've got to deal with what I do have control over. And so I thought, okay, what hasn't changed? Okay, my product hasn't changed. Or the plan hasn't changed. The need hasn't changed. I haven't changed. My drive hasn't changed. My dream hasn't changed. My mission hasn't changed. My purpose hasn't changed. So all I got to do is continue on with the things that haven't changed. Now, yes, I had to adjust my strategy, but the concept doesn't change. My purpose, those things haven't changed. And so I got to zero in on all the things that haven't changed. And then I have to take what hasn't changed to develop or adapt to the things that have changed. So I just went out and, and you know, I talked to twice as many people. I'd run twice as many ads. I'd run, you know, three times as many flyers. I, I just did whatever it took because I knew that the need was still there. And all I had to do is present the need with more vigor now than I ever had before. And, so and, and over the period of time, yeah, it'd be about a year to more people. Uh, where I got 50% of my income back. Yeah. Wow. So that leads perfectly into my next question for you, which what are your thoughts on leadership? I mean, when you describe coming back from uh, a loss like that, uh, a shakeup like that, you know, and uh, what are your thoughts on leadership? And I guess that had to do with maintaining the leadership of those that did stick around in your in your organization. <clears throat> well, you know, that's absolutely right. And, and, and you know, what's interesting, and because listen, we all go through things, but you know what I discovered in that time, Marco, was I discovered who my real leaders were. I, I discovered who my real thoroughbreds were. You know, uh, it, it's kind of, you know, it's the old illustration of the tea bag. You don't know what's inside until you put it in hot water, right? right. 
And, and, and when we got in hot water, you know, the leaders rose to the top. And, and so, you know, that's, that was really the key. And, and, it, and it really, because it really describes the, the idea of what leadership is. Leadership isn't a position. It's not a pen. It's not a trophy. You know, leadership is a process of performance. And so during that time, I, I, I just had to zero in on, on my guys. And I said, okay, guys, there, there's only three things we need to know to continue and being a leader for your teams, okay? I worked with my leaders and, and equipped them so that they could work with their leaders. That was the key. And because you, you know, I mean, obviously I don't know the 250,000 people, but I've got to deal with the leader of the leaders, you know? And so, you know, so here's the three things they need to know. They need to know, okay, what's next? And here's real key. They need to understand why it's important. And then they need to know how to take the appropriate resources that we do have, right? To solve the problem and meet the needs at hand. In other words, I got to take what I do have to create what I don't have. It's, it's vital for us, you know? I mean, when you think about it, Look, when the, you remember the Apollo 13 mission, you know, they made a movie out of it. Mm -hmm. And you, you remember in that uh, uh, situation, you know, Apollo 13, they're on their way to the moon. And after they get on their way, there's a big explosion uh, that causes major problems where they're now losing oxygen. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of situations that they had there. So they had to abort it. But the only way that they could get the, the spacecraft back was to have it go around the moon you know, because you can't, you just can't put it in reverse, right? They had to go around the moon, not land on the moon, and then come back. But when they're coming back, you know, they're, they got to figure, okay, there's certain things that, uh, you know, they had to conserve energy and oxygen. And so what they did at uh, command control is they brought every single thing that was on the, the spacecraft and they put it on a table because they had to fix the problem. And in order to fix the problem, in essence, what they had to do is they had to put a square peg in a round hole. And so what the commander said, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, he said, we have to be able to fix, put a square peg in a round hole. We've got about three and a half hours to do it, or we have three dead astronauts. We got to take what we do have on the table to create what we don't have, something that's going to fit into that round hole. And, and so that's where, you know, creativity, this is the beauty about going through problems. It's forced growth. And, and, and it's when you're, and that's why I said, this is when your leaders rise to the top, you see. And so we, we just need, okay, what's next? Why is it important? We've got to have the purpose and, you know, the value in it. What's it going to accomplish for us? And then we just say, okay, what resources do we have? Okay, let's use this and create what we don't have. See, and that's, and that's really you know, what we just constantly kept them for. I mean, every, every time I'd have a meeting, okay, guys, uh, what have we accomplished? How, how's the progress? Okay, what do we need to do next? Okay, why is that next? Why is it important? Okay, how are we going to make that happen? Okay. I mean, that's it. Think about it, Marco. The, the reality is, and I know this may seem a little oversimplified, but the reality is there's only two problems. There's a knowing problem and a doing problem. We simply need to know what to do and then do what we know. Now, a lot of people know what to do, but if they don't do it, you know, they just stepped off the leadership ladder. See, so that's really what we need to know what to do and then do what we know. And so one of the key questions I ask a lot of my team well, often is, what do you need to know 
in order to do what you've got to do. What is it that you need? Well, I don't want to waste your time telling you about things that you don't need to know. Just tell me what you need to know in order to do what you've got to do, and I'll equip you to do it. See? And so that's where, uh, you know, and so that's just being that model. That's taking the initiative. That's solving problems. You know, it comes right back down to that. Really, what is leadership? It's solving the next problem, (laughs) you know, so that when, when the problem arises, you know, we know how to deal with it. Better, you know, management deals with everyday problems. Leadership, you know, entrepreneurs, they've got to solve tomorrow's problems today. So when a problem arrives, we just put it into motion, put the plane into motion. I like that description there. Repeat that for us one more time. Management. Well, management deals with everyday problems. They mm-hmm. solve the daily problems. But leaders, leaders, the entrepreneurs, they've got to solve tomorrow's problems. Leaders have to solve tomorrow's problems. Powerful. Um, tell us more about the book you wrote and where we can find that. I, mind you, I just ordered that on Amazon a moment ago. But Thank you. Uh, tell us how folks can find you and learn more about your 45 principles of success. And, uh, and then we'll continue to chat. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, well, I mean, th- this here is the book, uh, you know, Maximize You you know, stand on the shoulders of giants. And, and really what that is, is there's five ma- men who had a major impact on my life who have mentored me, you know. There's one from a business sense, one from a spiritual sense, one from a personal sense, you know. So, uh, you know, and so we need, we want to have mentors. And I just took all the principles that these men had infused into my life over the years, and, and I just wrote them down. Uh, one of my mentors told me, he says, write down all these principles that allowed you to do what you did. And I wrote them down and he looked at me and he said, Denny, he says, you got a book right there. And I said, son of a gun. And so, you know, it's uh, you can find it on amazon.com uh, under my name, Dennis Dowdell, or just maximize, uh, maximizing you. Uh, and then my, my website is maximizeyou.com. And, uh, you know, and that's just where, uh, you know, I'm uh, now now going outside of my uh, company uh, that I've been involved with for 43 years just to take these principles out to the rest of the world because I've discovered that uh, principles are universal. You know, it doesn't make any difference what industry you're in uh, or what, uh, what your background is uh, or, uh, you know, whether you're educated or uneducated, whether you're, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what you're, culture is, your religion is, your philosophy is. Principles work for everybody. That's that's the beauty of it. They're universal. And when you apply, use the principles, then you can apply whatever strategies you want. Because the, the, the principles are the foundation for the strategies to work more effectively. And that's why you can deal with so many uh, different um, industries. And I, I only discovered this because uh, when I'm dealing with my team, uh, what I discovered is is the spouses or family uh, who would hear these principles, you know, they say, well, gosh, that's incredible stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, I I knew it was great for my business, right? But over the years, all of a sudden, I discovered even people outside of our business, they said, wow, that's just very powerful. I've never heard this before. That's said in such a simple way. Hey, I get it, you know? And, uh, And so, that's really how the book came about. And, and, uh, and so then I put together Maximize You, the company, to uh, be able to now reach out to the rest of the world. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of that, we'll be right back, folks, with another message from our sponsor, Automation Booster. So if you're looking for ways to automate your business and scale, communicate with email, text message, voicemail, broadcasting, we'll be right back after a message from Automation Booster. Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep. Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. We're here chatting with Dennis Dowdell, an expert in leadership and business growth in the network marketing space with over 250,000 uh, members in, in his organization alone in over 50 countries. Dennis, what do you tell entrepreneurs today or somebody uh, who's considering a network marketing opportunity? What would you tell those individuals today? Well, uh, you know, the first thing they need to do is, you know, they, they've got to figure out what their purpose is. You know, what is it that they really want? And, uh, you know, and, and that's vital for us to be able to uh, move forward with anything. You know, uh, you know, the saying is, if you love what you do, you never work another day. I, I haven't worked in over 40 years. <laughs> I mean, people ask me, you know, it's 43 years. Why don't you retire? And I, well, you know, I always tell people, you, you've got to retire to something, not from something, right? So I retired to do what I love and do what I want to do, right? Well, I've been doing that, you know, for over 40 years. You know, if I retire, I have to retire to do what I'm doing. <laughs> so, right. um, so, but uh, yeah, but, you know, really, I think they, they've just really got to understand what their purpose is, what it is that they want to accomplish. And uh, and then there's just, you know, certain uh, uh concepts that they've got to grasp a hold of. They, they've got to understand their purpose. Uh, and then once you understand your purpose, you know, then you can you know, develop the dream. See, the, the dream is going to be to fulfill your purpose. And how, what dream you're going to fulfill to make that purpose a reality, you, you get to choose whatever dream you want to dream. So, but once you choose the dream, then the dream develops you. Now, the dream that, you know, sets your boundaries, it tells you, you know, where you go, who you spend time with, what you read, what seminars, what books you read, uh, you know, and this type of thing. And it, it keeps you focused in order to fulfill the dream, because if it's not helping you to get what you want, it's taking you away from what you want. So we have to exchange sometimes many good things for something that's better. And we have to exchange things that are better for things that are best. So your purpose and your dream helps to develop your priorities. Now, once you have that down, the key is now you need to become the person necessary to make that dream a reality. And, and Marco, you said it. You said it earlier on. You know that you know. Uh, uh, you know you need to be. You know, watch who you become. You know, in, in the process, you need to develop yourself. You talk about a little about personal development, and it, and it really it, it's vital that we do that. So I need to become that person that uh, is going to be necessary for me to fulfill that dream. Now, the key in that and the key in, and, and it's not just multi-level, it's any business. Okay. It, you know, um, we're, for things to change, if I'm going to make things change for myself, I've got to change. Jim Rohn says for things to change, you've got to change. You know, I first heard that Marco, I wrote it down. 
you know, and, and I go home and I go home, I'm, I'm the kind of guy I actually read my notes when I've been to a seminar, you know, and I'm, I'm going through and I'm reading, I underlined that at the seminar. And I went, I said, for things to change, you've got to change. And I'm thinking, man, why, why is that? Why, why do I have to change? And then I got it. Things don't change. I mean, think about it. Do we have poverty today? Yeah. Do we have corruption today? Yeah. Do we have exuberant wealth today? Yeah. I mean, do, do we have corruption today? Do we have all these things? Yeah. Did we have them 100 years ago? 1,000 years ago? 2,000 years ago? Yeah. See, things don't change. See, what changes is people. And that's when I got it. See, things don't change. People change. And I said, so if I change, things will change. That's why I got to work harder on myself than I do on my job. And if I do that, my job will take care of itself. See? Because even when we start and as we go through that process, and I, you know, I, I say it all the time, it's, it's always going to be this. Okay, sometimes longer this, sometimes longer that, but it's basically going to be like this. And so problems aren't the problem. It's the response to the problems that are the problem. So I just have to learn how do I respond to this? And this is why my philosophy is important. This is why my mindset is important. I've got to get that. I've got to get my approach to life down. See, I've got to realize that Things happen for me, not to me. How many times have you heard somebody have gone through a tragedy or whatever, and they look back and they say, that tragedy was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Have you ever heard that? How many times have we heard this? You know, I mean, yeah. I had a guy who, who was in the real estate business and, uh, you know, the real estate, their, their company collapsed. He was a minor shareholder. He sold his portion of uh, the, the, uh, the company to, you know, I mean, the, his home in order to pay off his portion of the debt. And they guaranteed the entire proceeds of his house, even for the other major shareholders. He was left dead broke. His wife was working at McDonald's. They had to move in with his in-laws. And, and I mean, it was just devastating for him, you know? And so he, he got involved with our company. And had he not gone through that tragedy, he never would have looked at our company. And five years later, he's saying, you know something? That was the best thing that ever happened to me. He didn't see it while he was in the midst. He saw it the 2020 hindsight, but he was so grateful for that happening. And that's what I mean. So things happen for us. They change our direction. They cause us to learn something. You see, every, every failure is not a failure. Every failure is a lesson, as Thomas Edison would say. So I've just got to say, okay, what's the lesson? Not why did this happen to me, but what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? How is this going to make me better? See? You know, in today's world, we're taught, and many of us believe it, I see it every day, we're taught that we're victims. You know, depending, uh, especially if you're Hispanic like me, or you're, you know, you're black, or you're this, or, and if you're white, you were the oppressor, therefore you're a victim now too. You know, it's just really crazy <laughs> stuff, really crazy stuff going on these days. And uh, what we need to get back to is kind of what you thought you just mentioned earlier. If you want to make a change in the world, you want to make a change in your, your life, you want to make a change in the people around you, then go back to the words of, Mike, of Michael Jackson with the song that he had and look at the man in the mirror. You know, it's That's a great... Right. Uh, Look at the man in the mirror first, change yourself first, and you can change, start changing the world around you. Uh, powerful message there, Dennis. Um, folks, if you've been listening to us here, we're, you know, really been uh, uh, 
blessed with Dennis Dowdell here to show us uh, leadership, ideas on leadership, leaders, to, you know, ideas on growing a, a business of any kind with the right mindset and the leadership roles. So make sure you look for his book. Uh, let's see if I can share it on my screen one more time. Um, we are, whoops, I pulled up the wrong screen. There it is. Maximize You, Stand on the Shoulders of Giants with Dennis Dowdell, available on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. Uh, you can go to his website, maximizeyou.com or directly to Amazon. Um, I honestly have not read the book. I just ordered it earlier today. I look forward to reading that. And, um, you know, again, I am always, uh, one thing you need to be in life, one of my principles of success that you would probably agree with, Dennis, is constantly be learning and growing. What are you reading today? If you're watching this show today, what are you reading this week? What are you what are you plugging into your mind to continue to grow personally, to continue to to continue to have the right mindset to get because you're the only one that's going to be able to get you to overcome the challenges that are bound to come your way. Uh, and do do will you have the strength and the power that comes from constant education, uh, whether it be listening to podcasts, joining, you know, taking YouTube courses, reading books, make sure you are constantly educating yourself on an ongoing base basis to, uh, to grow and enhance what you can, what, how you can provide better solutions for those around you, because only when you're providing solutions, are you going to be growing your business as you sell, offer solutions to other people's problems? Uh, well, you know, Marco, that's, it, it's so true. You know, we, we say uh, leaders are learners and learners are leaders. And, uh, you know, and it's just that process because we've always got to, you know, we've got to keep up, you know, we've got to keep up with the times. But, you know, one of the things that I've learned that was been helpful for me uh, is that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I've read 150 books or whatever, or I read, you know, 50 books this year. I, I don't do that. You know, I'll, I've, I mean, listen, I, I read a lot of books, but I've, I've actually read about 70% of these. Uh, but what I do is I'll go back and read the good ones over and over and over again. So I'd rather read, you know, uh, one book five times than five different books, because then it, it starts to sink in a little bit more. And, um, and you know, when you're talking about just the idea of, you know, getting through these different things, you know, one thing that has been real helpful for me is, you know, so many people are in a survival mode. You know, they're living, you know, uh, paycheck to paycheck. Uh, sometimes there's more month than money. Mm -hmm. And so they're in a survival mode. And so one of the things that's been real helpful, and especially for somebody who's ready to start a new business or, you know, especially in, in uh, you know, multi-level marketing. Uh, and, and that's the idea of I need to go from survival to servant. And in other words, I've got to serve the people, you know, again, it's, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you get everything that you want. So, and a lot of people say, well, I don't, I don't want to be a servant. I want to have a servant, you know? And I say, well, no, let me, let me explain to you what a servant is. Okay. I'll define the word to make a difference here. A servant is somebody who gets excited about making other people successful in what they do and what they want. You see, and when you can get excited about equipping people to become successful in what they're doing, here's what's interesting. 
you automatically become successful. You can't help it. You can't help people achieve what they want and not get what you want. And, and, and here's where people fall short. See, they become successful and they think, okay, I've got it. I've got the position. I've got the possessions. I've got the power. I've got it, right? But that's, that's not the real answer. You see, I mean, think about how many rich, famous, successful people commit suicide. How many times have we heard this? So see, position, possession, and power isn't the difference. That's not, Success for me is a tool that allows me a greater audience. It gives me greater influence so that I can impact more people. And so I want to learn to go from success to significance. And again, significance isn't what I do. It's what others do as a result of what I do. So I want to be significant, not just successful. Success is just, a, you know, another tool in the belt that expands my uh, opportunities. And, and so, you know, that's really, I mean, for me, I mean, I flunked English twice, <laughs> you know, so to write a book is an amazing thing, right? But, but, but the idea here is that just enables me greater influence to impact more people. So if they apply these principles, no matter what their background, education, culture, or anything else is, if they just apply the principles, they can use them to fulfill and make their strategies more effective. And so that's really what, you know, for me has made a huge difference is uh, realizing that success is a tool. Significance is the goal. No, I've never heard it put that way. Thank you. That was, uh, that was powerful. Significance is the goal, being significant, being relevant, being able to help others. And I've always lived by that motto. One of the very first books I ever read was the Zig Ziglar series. And, you know, taking from Zig Ziglar many moons ago, the idea that if I can help enough other people get what they want in life, I get what I want. And that is our, one of our, these, you know, founding principles of marketingboost.com and automation booster. We're here to help you grow your business. Uh, we do, those of you listening, if you're not aware of Marketing Boost, another quick plug for our service, Marketing Boost provides the wow, surprise and delight factor to give you travel incentives you can use to help uh, acquire more clients and get your, you know, get folks to take action to whatever, whatever your call to action is and create more engagement etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So join, go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more information on all the products we offer, marketingboostsolutions.com. Dennis, thank you very much. We're coming up on an hour. For those of you who have stuck with us through the entire hour, thank you so much for your time and listening to us. Please subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel or to the podcast or wherever you follow podcasts. And uh, don't forget to go look for Dennis Dowdell in his book. One more time, let me share my screen. If you're watching, go to Maximizing You and get the book about 45 Principles of Success, Stand on the Shoulder of Giants, available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, thank you, Dennis. Uh, thank you very much for your wisdom today. I got a lot out of this conversation today. Well, thanks for the great opportunity and uh, just a joy to be on your show and uh, to be able just to learn a little bit more about your company. I love your approach, you know, the, the creativity and your marketing approach is brilliant. Uh, so it's wonderful. Good to see that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, one last question here, since we're, before we wrap it up, would you, have you ever, or your team in, in, in your organization ever used any kind of incentive 
as a tool to get people to show up for opportunity meetings to you know join the organization or to run contests for downline to chase a goal in 90 days or uh, anything along those lines well you know it, it's very interesting and uh yeah that that happens a lot um you know uh, fortunately for us our company has put together some phenomenal promotions uh, basically a lot like what you're saying. You, you do this, you're going on vacation. Next week, they're all heading down to uh, uh, Florida for a va great vacation for a week, you know, five days. And, uh, and that kind of thing. But, you know, I tell people, you know, you've got to have those. And for the most part in my career, uh, just to be um, financially prudent, I, I use the company's promotions. I, I, I use, uh, I would use smaller things for individuals, you know, that would relate. I had this one gal who just wanted, uh, she loved clothes. So I, I knew there was a boutique she loved. So I said, if you do such and such, you know, we'll get you a ticket to this boutique. But but that's exactly a little bit what you were talking about, you know, some of the, just the little incentives that you could have, you know, for a little vacation card or a dinner type situation. So those are uh, those are great things. So that, that is something that- uh, Yeah, it's like coming out, you know, it's dangling a carrot, you know, yeah. using the, the, the marketing boost incentives can be used in so many different businesses in so many different ways, whether it be motivating a sales staff in a competition, whether it be motivating a downline in, in, in network marketing to reach a certain goal, whether it be asking someone to take action and sign up for, you know, your webinar, there's a million ways to use them. So again, just join our Facebook group if you're listening and you, uh, we have thir over 30,000 entrepreneurs in the Marketing Boost uh, Facebook group, the official Marketing Boost Facebook group, where we are always sharing ideas on how to, how to grow your business uh, with and without incentives as in this podcast. So uh, thanks again, Dennis. We'll go ahead and wrap it up and uh, stay on with me for just a moment while I hit the pause recording. And folks, thanks again for listening. We'll see you on the other side. As I always say, I don't always use incentives, but when I do, it's marketing boost. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.